Welcome to CropSense, presented by North Carolina Cooperative Extension. I'm Jacob Morgan, a field crops agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Today, we have Jenny Carlio, Area Specialized Grain Agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Good morning, Jenny. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Good morning, Jacob. Um, sure. So as you said, I'm an area specialized agent. I serve all of the grain growers in uh, the south central part of our state. So that's corn, soybeans, and the small grains. Today, we're going to discuss side dressing corn. Some folks may have already laid their corn by, but for everyone else, Jenny will give us some things to consider. So I guess first off, Jenny, let's talk about corn prices and fertilizer prices and kind of where they're at at this point and how that relates to applications. Corn prices have been going up um, over the last couple of weeks. They've been going down a little bit, but all the way through September 22, um, Chicago is still, the futures are still above $5 per bushel. So that's really good news for us in North Carolina. Our prices are typically a little bit higher than the Chicago price. However, with, the, with that, we are also seeing a, a large increase in cost of nitrogen and of course the cost of fuel. Even with working some of those numbers, we can still consider that side dressing is going to pay off for us. All right. So we say it's going to pay off. So what uh-huh. do we, so we, we need to put, we need to side dress our corn, even though it's dry, well, eventually we're going to get some rain. So talk about maybe the first thing is, is timing. So fertilizer applications, side dress applications, what's the right time to do that? So the right time to put our side dressing out on corn is between V4 and V6. And the reason for this is that corn really needs the most amount of nitrogen right when it is going to start putting on a lot of leaves. So we call that biomass. Sometimes you'll hear that term. And the reason why corn needs so much nitrogen when it starts to put on new leaves is because for each molecule of chlorophyll that plant is going to build, it needs four parts of nitrogen. It also needs one magnesium. And this is why when we are nitrogen deficient in any plant, you'll start to see the leaves turn yellow because the plant was just not able to create enough chlorophyll in order to turn the leaves green. Okay, so V4 to V6, that's four leaves and four leaves to six leaf stage. That's about right. Mm -hmm. We do it by leaf collar. Um, However, the number of leaves is, is a good estimate. So we're, we're trying to get fertilizer to this plant at the right time. Where's the best place to put this fertilizer so the plant can, can readily take it up and use it? Okay, so optimally what we want to do is get that fertilizer at least two inches away from the plant, two to four inches away, and down into the soil profile. So one thing we need to consider is that in order for the plant to uptake the nutrients, the fertilizer needs to be dissolved in that water that's in the soil in the root zone. So if someone, obviously knifing in is the, I assume the most standard or best practice for fertilizer application, side dressing corn, would that be correct? Well, that would be um, true probably in the sandier soils in our state. Um, We have a really hard time knifing in anything with the clay and the rocks um, or using a colder application in the Piedmont. Actually, one of my counterparts in the state, Scott Tilly, and I and a few other agents are experimenting with a new delivery system for liquid nitrogen. Um, it works very well. It's called the Y-drop system, and it's a very simple and efficient way of putting out our side dressing. It delivers it right to that two to four inch space 
away from the plant. And since it's liquid, it does allow it to get down into the soil profile a little bit quicker than a granular application. So if someone doesn't have equipment to to wide drop or to knife in a fertilizer here at Layby, is is broadcast over the top a dry a dry fertilizer is that acceptable? Yes, that's definitely an option that we use a lot um, out on the western side of the state. And the main thing with that is if we want to reduce burn on the leaves from the nitrogen, we want to make sure that the leaves are dry and try to put it out closer to V4 than V6. When the plants are a little bit smaller, they're going to be more likely to be able to overcome any of the burn that we get from the nitrogen. How do we determine what rate to put out? How would you go about determining that obviously across the state there's different yield potentials different types of soil how would you go about determining what rate to put out that's a great question of course it's it's the one thing on everyone's mind because at this point we don't want to um, overbuy or overapply, but we also never want to be short because even though all of our nutrients are um, equally important nitrogen is needed in the largest quantity So basically, uh, the way I look at it is I first start out with my yield goal. Um, So if my yield goal, just as a a ballpark example um, for a round number is 200 bushels to the acre, I'm going to want to look at putting out 200 units of nitrogen. And then, of course, I have to subtract any of the pre-plant amount that I had put out. Uh, Typically, Dr. Heininger recommends somewhere between 30 units and 60 units of nitrogen at our pre-plant. So whatever we had put out. Earlier on in the season, we want to subtract that from our maximum amount. There are times too where we can give, we call it like a nitrogen credit. If we had a legume planted um, before our crop, maybe we had a winter legume, we can give a, about a 30 unit credit to that if we choose to. But basically, I typically assume that there is no nitrogen left in the soil before I plant my corn because um it's just so volatile and we definitely don't ever want to be short on that. So if we've got soybeans the year before, is there a credit you think, or should we just kind of, if there's extra nitrogen from the soybeans, that'll be a benefit above and beyond and just stick with the, what we think the, the yield goal would require for our nitrogen application. Yeah. If, if soybeans were the, the previous summer, I wouldn't give any credit um, because so much time had passed. But if we had a winter legume cover crop that was terminated and degrading while our corn is in the ground growing, then I would credit some. All right. Speaking of cover crops, if we've got a heavy rye cover crop, should we apply additional nitrogen? Because there's some thoughts that that may tie up some of the nitrogen as that stuff's decomposing. Or is that kind of a wash? Because some of that nitrogen is going to leach back into the soil once it's finally broken down. Yeah, so heavy rye is a great cover. It definitely changes the ratio of nitrogen that is available to the subsequent plant. So in that case, I would go with a high rate of pre-plant fertilizer, nitrogen in my pre-plant fertilizer. Uh, The reason for this is that uh, when the rye dries down, that dry material is mostly carbon. And the carbon to nitrogen ratio um, available in the soil is very important to consider 
when thinking about how much nitrogen is available. So if that carbon is there in a high amount, cereal rye, once it's dried down, it's about 80 to one carbon to nitrogen. But we're really looking to getting that ratio down closer to 30 to one um, or even 15 to one in order for the nitrogen to be fully available. So if we wanna do that, we have to add more nitrogen up to change that ratio to be more optimal for our corn plant. So we've talked about the right time, when we want to put this, try and get this fertilizer out, uh, where the best place to put the fertilizer is to ensure quick uptake by the plant. We've talked about the rate at which we want to put out nitrogen and other nutrients. So what source of nitrogen do you think is the most efficient or maybe the easiest to apply or maybe contain some other things that we might need in the plant? Yeah, well, the, the good news with um, what type of nitrogen to apply is there's no one right answer. Um, we have a lot of different options. Um, what that really depends on is partially your equipment. Uh, which equipment do you have um, and which do you think is going to be most efficient um, for you to be able to put out at this time of year? And then, of course, we want to talk about the plant and soil needs. So other than nitrogen, there are a few elements that we should talk about. Uh, one of those being sulfur. I have been to several fields this year um, with, that are already exhibiting sulfur deficiency. And as uh, I think a lot of us have heard, the air has been getting cleaner over the past several years, and we are starting to see that. That's a good thing, but it's it's also making the sulfur that's in our soil less of uh, less present um, because of the emissions reductions. On top of that, North Carolina has had several wet years in a row and sulfur moves in the soil. So what'll happen is in a sandy soil, it might just completely leach all the way out, um, out of the root zone. And in the Piedmont area, in more clays, it may end up just getting just below the surface. So maybe four inches down. And until the plant can access that sulfur in the soil, it's gonna be exhibiting sulfur deficiency. Of course, as we said before, no nutrient is more important um, than any other when it comes to crop production. So our yield is always going to be limited by the nutrient that is needed, um, but that is least available to our plant. And sulfur is one of those that we need to keep an eye on lately. So may want to consider using some AMS um, or putting some sulfur in earlier on in the year if you are starting to notice um, on your soil test that it's being recommended or if the newer leaves on the plant begin to yellow, that's typically a sulfur deficiency, and that can definitely limit our yield in the long run. Another nutrient we want to consider is magnesium. I think I mentioned before that there's one part magnesium in each chlorophyll molecule, and potassium, because of the wet weather that we've had, especially over this winter, even if you did test your soils in the fall, you may end up having some potassium deficiency at this point. So you touched on sulfur deficiency being the newer growth is going to be yellow. And just to clarify, nitrogen deficiency also is a yellowing of the crop, but that tends to be on the, the older leaves. Is that That's correct? right, because uh, nitrogen is mobile in the plant. So what will happen is when the plant knows that it or doesn't know, but plant needs to rob from those older leaves so that it can translocate it up to the newer leaves in order to make the chlorophyll that it, that it needs to go through photosynthesis. Purpose of chlorophyll is so that the plant can absorb the right, right type of light from the sun to turn that light energy into chemical energy. 
in order to do that, it needs to have that green pigment. So it's so important to the plant to be able to do that. That directly is tied to the whole function of the plant is to make the most and best seed that it can. And therefore it will sacrifice nitrogen in the older leaves to bring it into the newer leaves because it can, because nitrogen is mobile in the plant. Is there anything else that you think our listeners need to know uh, before we wrap this podcast up as far as side dressing corn, maybe some other nutrients or some other factors to consider? Oh, sure. One thing is the pH of the soil. So pH is so important because it affects the availability of all of those other elements. And a lot of the fertilizers we use on corn acidify the soil. They actually have uh, a negative calcium carbonate equivalent. Um, So they act in the opposite way that lime does. And it's just very important to consider that when we are planting corn, that the pH is probably going to be lower in that soil after our corn crop comes out than it was before we put the corn crop in. So keep that in mind for the future. So if someone's got a soil test and it says they need lime and they haven't put it out yet, obviously it takes a little while to react. Do you think it's worth the money to go ahead and put it out now if you can get across the corn with a spreader truck or just hope for the best and get it this winter? I've actually done that in extreme situations. If the pH is all the way down in the fours and your crop hasn't started to suffer yet, it probably will, especially with the weather that we're having. So if you can afford it, um, if you can find the time and the equipment and the labor to get out there and put it out, I wouldn't uh, recommend against it. But from a practical standpoint, it's understandable if, if that needs to get waited until the fall. I just wouldn't wait any longer than that because it does take a while to take effect. Thank you, Jenny, for your time today in discussing side dressing corn. Thank you, Jacob. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And as always, thanks for listening to Crop Sense because if it isn't making money, it isn't making sense.